Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the creator and lead narrative writer, Victor Farr, alongside co-writer and letterer, Gustavo Soria, to promote their comic, Street Runners, Issue 1, currently on Kickstarter. Welcome, Victor and Gustavo. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us on your show. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, (laughs) Um, outside of my introduction, who is Victor Farr and Gustavo? The same question to you. Uh, who are you, and what are you about? Okay. Um. Well, I'm Victor, born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been living in the Kentucky, Tennessee area for the past three, four years. Uh, which me coming out here kind of inspired street runners because I joined a motorcycle club since I've been here. And um, that world, I felt like it hasn't been touched upon really too much in media, definitely in comics. So which um, was brought us here today, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm Gustavo Soria. I'm a um, Guatemalan graphic designer by day. And, uh, and by night, I work on different comic book scripts. Um, that's like my main end goal to be a comic book writer. I've been working as a freelance writer for quite some time. And then I was approached by Victor. Victor, he was mm-hmm. like, I have this great idea, like about um, the mor- motos- motorcycle world, the mor- motorcycle club, but like in a futuristic world. And mm-hmm. I was like, that idea just felt right, you know, like mm-hmm. that's how we started working together yeah victor um my very first interview actually was in 2019 at the baltimore comic-con and it was with a guy that does comics based on motorcycle culture oh really um don't ask me their name because i is drawn a blank um (laughs) and i don't know where they're from either that's drawn a blank too but yeah it was my very first interview was with a guy um he has his own like his own crew and they betray um, Black people, like Black families and Black culture and motorcycle culture together in a positive light. But he was my very first interview. Oh, that's awesome. Interesting. Um, yeah, I actually recorded as well as one episode from 2019. But um, what is Street Runners about, if you can go further into the depth? I know you mentioned motorcycle culture, but mm-hmm. um, like you go a little awesome. bit further into that? Yeah, I'm not gonna go over it like uh not, not trying to spoil spoil the yeah, I'm not <laughs> trying to spoil anything, but it's about a young kid got into some trouble back home and he was forced to move out and live with his father. But in the midst of him moving in with his father, he caused some drama in that area to make a long story short. You know, uh if you want to know more, you know, just go to the Kickstarter and read up on it, you know. But yeah. uh that's that's basically like the gist of it. Just to like fill in the blanks, um, yeah. to let people know, like it's not only about motorcycle world because it, we wanted to add something, you know, like at first I, I talked about it being in a futuristic world. So we're trying to implement all these cyberpunk aesthetics, you know, like yeah. uh, robotic arms and ro- robotic legs. Like you yeah. see like high-tech motorcycles. So uh-huh. you like, um, Akira or like Alita Battle Angel, you're, yeah. you're, you're gonna love this. Like, also, if you like Sons of Honor here, the Mayans, that this mm. uh, motorcycle TV shows, 
it's like mm -hmm. a bl blend of all this stuff together so if if you're liking to really cool sci-fi cyberpunk stuff you're gonna love the comic book exactly okay um well can either of you whoever can answer it um explain the creative process from a thought and idea in your head to executing the project well you you can answer like how you got the idea and then i'm gonna fill in. yeah uh, um the way i got the idea was um it's weird because i've been creating and writing for years also but uh the past year now to this point years and change um well let me go back a little bit i love the movie akira right love mm -hmm. it yeah and one thing i really did not appreciate from my point of view was that you only it was only short-lived like the motorcycle stuff it was just like a very very small minute part of that so i was like okay i wish it was more to it Mm -hmm. you know and then me being on the motorcycle set I'm just like okay I haven't seen a good portrayal of us you got Sons of Anarchy which is a great show you got Mayans which is a great show but it's nothing realistic all that is just like extremely drama based and I'm like, I want something more grounded you know still entertaining at the same time but something more grounded and then that's when I contacted my brother Gus there so <laughs> he can fill in and help me out with the blanks that I had yeah, like when, when I was approached by Victor, I've been working with different scripts, with different uh, people I, I, I've known. And he told me like, hey, I got this idea. I, I know how I want it to start. Like, this is going to happen. Like, this is point A and this is point C. But I don't know what happens at point B, you know, like mm -hmm. what's going to happen in between. And I was like, okay, maybe we can have this or maybe we can have that. Like, I'm going to grab your idea like all your previous experiences, like what you've lived through your life. And I'm gonna add my own experiences. So we're gonna create like something like grounded, as he said, like, I want this to make seem believable, even though it's in a far distant future. So we're gonna have to make char characters like be real. So, oh, I'm gonna base this character on this girl I know, oh, this boy I know, like, oh, this mm. reminds me of my father, for example, like, mm -hmm. we're gonna, like, mix a little bit, like, the, the fantasy that he already had with some past experiences we mm -hmm. both had, and then mm -hmm. come up with a, with a story. That was, like, our creative process, like, we, we had the calls, like, what's been going through your life, Oh, this mm -hmm. is like, oh, well, I've been going through this. Like, even though he lives in the United States, I live in Guatemala, like, the, well, very different countries. There are mm -hmm. very similar experiences. So mm -hmm. we started sharing stuff and then we came up with a, with a story. Yeah, um, like, I, I think I just spoke to Gus about this uh, or somebody else recently is that, you know, I'm 28. I've been through a lot, seen a lot of stuff in my past. So it's just, it's not hard for me to pull from my imagination. Like I can get a story that was told to me or experience that I've been through. I can manipulate or flip it into the, into its own way, if that makes sense. That's how I go by my creative process, you know. Okay. Well, um, how was your journey in finding the collaborators for Street Runners? So basically, how did you and Gustavo... <laughs> like meet and like work together? Oh, uh, well, I was um, 
drunk a little bit one night, having a few beers. And then I was like, yo, I actually want to do something about this. But I'm a busy man, you know, and um, I got on Fiverr. And this part, he doesn't know that me, I, I can write out something all day, but it's not probably going to come out right or you won't get what I'm saying. So I'd rather have a verbal conversation with somebody. So I went to like four or five different dudes on Fiverr. Like, hey, can you contact me with Zoom? A couple guys said no, a couple of guys didn't answer. And Gus was the only one that picked up and, and said, yes, he'll get on a Zoom call. And so I called him. We spoke on the phone maybe that night, like a good hour and a half. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. a good hour and a half, two hours talking. And that's how I knew, like, the chemistry's there. He's a nerd like I am. Yeah. You know, he gets my dark sense of humor. So, all right, I'm rolling with this guy. No, so, like, after we had that, like, like, what he said like there was chemistry like we we get along like mm -hmm. it's kind of kind of difficult you know like oh i i really like would like to keep working with this guy like after we finished like mm -hmm. the first script because i don't want to spoil too much but like mm -hmm. we're done with the first script but we were also working on several other stuff so yeah. after we were done with that we, we were like okay so what now like what should we do like why don't we keep keep on doing this keep on working mm. right and the hard part was finding an illustrator you know like because there's yeah. a lot of talented people like yeah. thank you a lot of talent people but trying to find someone that actually can blend in with our style of working like and like give their uh, input to the comic book like oh i like this like i've read your script but what if i do this like differently so um me being a comic book nerd uh, i have i'm part of all these comic book indie comic book groups on facebook right uh i spoke with different dudes like we even tried working with another guy but like he didn't get our our vision of the project mm -hmm. So we eventually run into Antonio, Tony. Uh, he's from Peru, right? Yep. Um, we got the United Nations here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, North America, Central America, <laughs> South America. Yeah. Um, we, we, we saw his portfolio. He sent us his portfolio. It was amazing. Um, the only problem was that he didn't speak English. So communication between Victor and, and Antonio is a little bit difficult so I'm the middleman there like uh, I spoke both languages so but he gets us like he really knows uh, to bring our characters to life to the page so mm -hmm. once we found him it was like oh we're, we're, yeah. we're doing this for real yeah mm -hmm. yeah but it, it sounds like you all had an easier time than most other uh, writers do with their work because from what I'm hearing from when I do these other interviews is that, you know, they hire someone and it looks nothing like they envisioned, right? And then they, like, they have to pay them because they did the work. So then they have exactly. to start all over again uh -huh. find somebody else. So, I mean, was, like, Victor, were you a little hesitant or Gustavo, were you a little hesitant, especially since you both were from different countries? No, um, me, uh, if, like, you can ask my wife, you can ask anybody that's close to me once I have my mindset on something I'm I'm going for it and and me like you can ask Gus like, I'll be quick to say I'm not liking something I'd be mm -hmm. not like this this must change or a hey, just being blunt that guy is getting fired today 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, so that that is uh, not an issue. Hesitant is not an issue with me. Uh, you hesitate, that's how bad things happen. No. No. You're doing um, this. Unless I misunderstood her question. No, no, no. Like, um, were you like asking like hesitant about working together? That's what like, you were? Yeah, like working together, especially since um, you're from different countries. Mm. Well, uh, on, on my end, I wasn't because. Mm. I've been creating comic books like since I was eight years old. Like they were all doodles and you know, like mm-hmm. nothing really important. But like I've been always wanting to create with some someone else. Like back when I was in high school, college, whatever. Like I was like, why don't we create a comic book? Like I I I can draw like quote unquote draw, but like it's not it's not like my strongest uh, trait. If it's not. No, <laughs> but. I like to write, so I was like, okay, maybe why why don't we collaborate something like that? And people are always like, ah, oh, yeah, we're gonna create a comic book, but like next week, I'm like, so what are we doing? They're like, yeah, and they just stop <laughs> answering. They they change the subject, whatever. But like when when we we met with Victor, like we finished the script. He was we were like, okay, so what now? Okay, I have this new idea. Uh, I have this other idea, like, and we kept sharing, 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 like the creative process never actually ended. So I was like, okay, so we're actually doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really stoked for this. I'm really mm-hmm. happy to actually find someone that actually takes comic book series. Like, not just mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, we're gonna do something like, here's like a sketch and that's it. But mm-hmm. like, actually keep on doing mm-hmm. it. And for me, but this is probably gonna be a question later. I'm probably jumping again, but Another thing would makes I feel like makes my team like me more, um, or keeps coming back, or we continue to talk because I want everybody to feel comfortable. Like like I said earlier, I'm quick to say no. I'm quick to say this needs to be changed, but I'm also like, hey, I don't care if this page take you two weeks to get done, as long as done to, as long as it's quality. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want nothing to be rushed. I don't want because just going back to Fiverr, he put 21 days. I said, bro, if you're not done in 21 days, I don't care. I'll still pay you as long that every word in there, or every panel in there is, is making sense and stories is in line. That's all that matters to me at the end of the day. Don't take too long though, but but as long as yeah, it's great yeah. quality, I don't I don't care. It could be a month. Whose idea pages. was it for the trailer? Because that's I clicked on the trailer on the Kickstarter page, and at first I didn't, I wasn't sure what was happening, and then the guy started talking, and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff started happening. I was like, that, "Oh, this I really like this." Like, who? That's who an idea was that? Interesting question, you know. Like, um, with Tony, our illustrator, it turned like we didn't know, but it turns out his yeah. whole family is involved with the project. He he didn't tell. We us. didn't even know until like. <laughs> yeah, like like oh um my sister Tony said my sister she's doing the colors like the base colors of the comic book and we're like oh really like your mm-hmm. sister is involved with this and Tony like on as a side project he's been working on this other comic book that's gonna launch on Kickstarter called Fan Paypal mm-hmm. and, and he shared a, a, a trailer a video and we were like you did that like that's cool and he he was like no 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 I have a twin that like he's really good at that and we were like mm-hmm. 
tell him to to, to be part of the team, tell him to yeah. create the, the video. Mm. But but like he was like, what are we? What am I animating? Like what am I creating? So mm. we with Victor we both spoke and we're like, should be something like poetical, like something mm. like like mm -hmm. poetic uh -huh, like like mm -hmm. makes you think so he came up he he actually came up with a with a poem if you want to call it like that like mm -hmm. the narration and and then we sent that to tony's brother his mm -hmm. name is alex and he came up with a with a video mm -hmm. and the guy that did the narration of that um uh, just he's not my blood brother but club wise that's my brother he's, that's beats but his rap name is Ruga and uh, I would plug his stuff in here also uh, he raps he does great stuff you know he's the one that's narrating it mm -hmm. yeah you can send me that information I'll gladly tag him in it okay um, how important was having people of color particularly black characters portrayed in this comic um, we actually had this conversation yeah, um, day one yeah day one um, I don't want Look, I, I love being black, right? But I don't want that to just be the overall um, tone of the comic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just so happens that our protagonist is black. You know what I mean? And it's going to be, when you read the comic, his, his love interest is Hispanic. She's Well, she's mixed. That's what we put. She's half black, half Hispanic. You know what I mean? But I don't want that to be the overall um, tone of the comic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not getting into too much, our next follow-up, uh, not follow-up after this, but our future projects, we're going to have a set of brother, uh, twin brothers and they're going to be Hispanic. You know? So it's not the overall tone. I might come out with a comic in a month or two from now and our protagonist might be white. Mm -hmm. As long as the story is good, color doesn't matter to me. Asian yeah. dude, black dude, white dude, exactly. dude from Mars. Like, as long as we... the story is good. When, when we were drafting the story, like the first thing I always ask to my like clients on my social media is like, um, what race do you want your, your character? So I can be more specific when writing, like, oh, uh, this skin tone, whatever. Like I, I ask all this stuff, but only to, to be more specific. That's why I asked Victor, like, are they gonna be black or not? Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, I want them to be black, but I don't want this to be the overall team of the of, of, mm. the, of the of the comic book because mm. we might have like a diversity but like not too much in your face like there of course of course, of course we're gonna have hispanic people too like mm -hmm. since there's a lot of hispanic people involved in the, in the comic book mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna we're gonna have asians we we, we mm. want to include everyone but like not to be like oh they're here just because that's their race but like mm -hmm. they're here and it also happens to me that they're also black or white or whatever like no and the reason why just to i didn't bring this up uh, our protagonist is black because this is this is extremely loosely based off my personal experiences in life you know so like all right this is my this is my first baby so all right let's make it slightly loose based off my life experiences mm -hmm. like our protagonist started off in the fictional California, and now he's in a fictional Tennessee. Me, I'm from California, and I'm moved to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So it's just that's why our protagonist right now is black. That's the only reason. Well, yeah, I asked a question about race because 
me as a writer myself, I feel like when people of color are betrayed in, in writing, it's always coded in a way. Mm. It was nice to see a person of color like explicitly, well, obviously with it being illustrated, you kind of really have no choice. Mm. But um, in writing is nice to know that this character is black, this character is brown, mm. they are mm. uh, exactly. they are Latin or they are mm. Asian. It's mm-hmm. always really nice to to read that. And I in my writing or when I like to read things like I'm I'm big into urban fantasy, into sci-fi, mm-hmm. into cyberpunk, into things like this. Mm-hmm. Um I like the fact that um just because the character is black, that's not all they are. Like exactly. it's just they just happen to be black, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not focused on their race. Like mm-hmm. you can be black in cyberpunk and it has nothing to do with you being black. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why I, I really asked that question. Um, what insight would you give to up and coming artists you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Oh, <laughs> go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Well, um, to be honest, what I would tell other creators is like to actually read comic books because. I've read my first share of comic books in my whole life, but when I was starting, I, I read just like two or three, like, oh, I read Spider-Man. I've seen mm-hmm. a few movies like back in the day. And I read like Watchmen, like really mainstream comic Dang. books. So I, I, I have just like Dang. a big idea of what to, to create comic books. So when I was starting to create comic books, people like the, the scripts, people were like, all your characters, they, they all sound the same. like. I cannot tell them apart, like, mm. it, it, like because they were only reading the script. Where, like, is this a woman? Is this a man? Like, is is this character old, young? Uh, mm. What makes them different? So, like, yikes, yeah. Other problems, like whenever you're writing, you let yourself go. Like, oh, I'm gonna just start throwing in like mm. description when it it turns out like I added like eleven panels per page so the illustrator is like i cannot draw 11 panels per page because everything's gonna look so small mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah we kind of had that issue with this one with um with tony yeah with street runners but like i said like hey, we 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 made it work you know now mm-hmm. uh, we got a beautiful piece of art right here and what, so what about you victor like what advice would you give someone like an up-and-coming writer who wants to get into comic book writing as well? Um, I would just say not just comic book writing. This is It goes into anything you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. That's from film, photos. It doesn't matter what you're creating. It's just that if you got to love what you're doing or what you're trying to create. And if you don't love it or you're not satisfied with it, you need to find a motivation or scratch that idea and move on to something else. You know, the uh, reason why this is working out so well with us being honest because i'm i'm the tip of the spear of this is that i love what i'm writing about i love what i'm talking about you know uh, i share my ideas with gus and he fell in love with it that's why it works so well you know and you also got to create that environment for your team and for yourself so you can move on with your creative process you know and you you won't bump into so much writer's block like what this line might be you just gotta make a long story short you gotta fall in love with your project Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the less, not the more. Um, do all of you prefer 
world building or adapting to the existing world so like mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. i ask that question like this is That's your world that you that you mm-hmm. built like it's, yeah. it's set in 2198 mm-hmm. cyberpunk so it's futuristic uh-huh. why not make it present present day why did you make it in the in the future like uh, uh, are you okay. are, is, is this world existing in the in the current world or is it something that you built like it has its own lore no it, it has its own lore like oh, yeah. with, yeah. with 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 victor like maybe yeah. in the future we can come up with like a lore book like make it more like interesting like not too much yeah. in your face but like oh welcome to uh to Volunteer City. Yeah, that's the name of our city, Volunteer City. Welcome to Volunteer City. And this is like the tour guide, something like that. We're going to start like reading and um, reading everything about our lore. Like we have on the future, like not to spoil anything, but we're going to have like this fictional country, Mm -hmm. um, fictional areas that it let, let us do more like go wild with it, everything because go. like if if we make it like today people might be like ah oh, it doesn't make sense because you know what's happening in europe right now it doesn't make sense with yep. what's happening in yep. south america so with yep. the political stuff so we're not we're scratching everything yeah we're gonna set this story in the united states with like fictional united states in the future mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. everything happen differently you know like so we prefer world building we've had phone calls that last like three hours just talking about like how how this world is gonna how everything started and how is it gonna end like what's happening in this part of town what's happening this other part what's happening in the other part Mm -hmm. on the other side of the world you know like Mm -hmm. and just to add on to you said that to me that's the sole reason why I said it's so far off into the future. So um, so the innocent are protected. I can't, like he said, like, oh, you talking about this is happening here? I said, no, that's not how that goes. Well, if I do it 200 years in the future, you have no choice but to accept it. Like I can, it's, it's the, the, the world is forever pregnant, which means it's like, it's forever new. It's forever mm-hmm. new stuff coming out of it. Like I can say that Japan got, 15 million submarines now over there and nobody would bat an eye because hey it's 200 years in the future <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah that's it um, well what advice can you provide others if they're looking to um world build and not adapt to the existing world so like lore and like the like laws and um still working within physics even uh i would say if if it's, it's your story at the end of the day, so mm-hmm. you can do what you want with it, but if you're doing something present day, it has to make sense. It has to be logical in, in that time frame. Like, mm-hmm. if Star Wars cannot be present day, you know what I mean? Like, what would that look like? You know, mm-hmm. like, that, that would be completely ridiculous, you know? So... Yeah. I, I'd say not to break your own rules. Like, for example, yeah. you're going to have like a story that involves science, for example, like robotics, cybernetic stuff, like robots. Then out of the blue, you can, you come up like, oh, there's magic now. You're like, yeah. it, it really doesn't add up. Like, 
you can have that like say for instance like marvel universe like okay like doctor strange has magic and iron man has technology but like they're their own separate stories and then mm -hmm. they eventually come together but like not mix everything and start like breaking your own rules there's this um if, if you like reddit there's this cool subreddit called world building uh i'm part of that uh i've even shared some stuff like because um on every comic book i've worked in i always make sure to include this fictional central american country like always What's so playa, playa. Playa yeah. like yeah, yeah. It, it's a fictional that yeah. it's gonna be present on on the street runners comic book too so yeah. um you need to come up like um what, what's like the main city uh what happened there like what's what's the pre predominant race like even though if you don't want to speak about races you, you need to make sure like oh are they hispanic are they black are they are, are they asian for example like you need to make something that makes sense for example with the black panther and wakanda right mm -hmm. it makes sense that it's it set on africa something mm -hmm. that you would see mm -hmm. on real life like you know they, they add all, all the other cool stuff mm -hmm. later but mm -hmm but like you need to make something like believable so mm. don't be unbelievable if you had a bunch of white dudes in wakanda like it wouldn't make sense <laughs> something like that something like that so don't break your own rules and if you want to start world building actually go and experience the world world like what happens out outdoors like i know it's hard like nowadays with the virus and everything but like you can have like your own experiences like oh what happens at cool uh, at school what happens like at my job like what happens at yeah. a restaurant like in a big city in a small town mm -hmm. like, what's life there so experience the world and then add it to your own book but and, and and i think that's what helps so help me out um born and raised in la but i've been around the world been in many places uh and that would I believe helped me out. So I get to meet this different walks of life. Like one of my, because I'm in the army, uh, one of my closest uh, friends, he's from Ohio. Like, you know what I mean? And we, two different worlds, two different parts of the, uh, the country, but it's just like, just having that experience, like, all right, now I can feed off his life experiences and so on and so forth and go from there. Like, I look at my boy Gus here as a friend. That's another person I can take inspiration from and go and go from there and make it make my world make sense you know and not start to spend too much on my art right, this must be a diverse cast no it just so happened to be like that because mm -hmm. i know this guy you know mm -hmm. yeah. um as artists we expect criticism or minimum to no attention to our work um, when you receive praise for any of your work or um, a contribution to a project do you believe it when you hear it how do you will yourself into accepting that praise as real, that your work and your talents are valid? All right, with me, um, I believe in, uh, it has to come from three. The, I forgot what the actual term is, but you hear from three people, it's real. Like, mm -hmm. I'm talking about three outside people. I'm not talking about my wife, my mom, or my grandmother. I'm talking like this dude. I, I kind of know he's going to be honest with me and this random stranger. And, um, and so just, I call it, yeah, the rules, the rule of three. 
So if three people are telling me this and multiple people are telling me that it's great and they love it, though, it must be true, mm-hmm. you know? And then um, this has been criticism about street runners, but uh, nothing extreme, something that we have fixed in the past, yeah. but it's like, all right, is it just coming from this person in this point of view? Or is it coming, or is this an actual fact? Um, like one of my closest friends, his name is Larry. I sent it to him and being honest, we read the script and he wasn't a fan of it. I'm like, all right, I I took it personal, but then all right, let me show it to other people. All right, let me see how they felt. And it was total opposite. So mm-hmm. okay, that was just that one individual. And then with that, if it is criticism, guess what? Don't take it to heart, don't get buttered about it, fix it. All right, okay. Instead of going this route, instead of going this route, I'm gonna go this route now. Yeah, like I, I share the same opinion with Victor. Like, our your closest friends and family, they're all gonna be like, I love your comic book. Mm. It's so nice to know you've been working comic books like since mm. you were a kid and you keep mm. doing that. Like, yay, kudos. Like, okay, thanks. Mm. But I don't really trust that you actually like it. Mm-hmm. Like you only say that because you know me. So yeah. I uh, I usually go and seek like criticism on on like different social media online. Mm-hmm. I know I don't know anybody. Like I, I go into like a subreddit or I join a Facebook mm-hmm. pro- Facebook group or whatever. Like I don't know anybody there, and they don't owe me anything. I don't owe them mm-hmm. anything. Like I don't I don't even sometimes I don't even know how to pronounce their their name because they're so distant. In the mm-hmm. world, I'm like, do you wanna read a free comic book? Like, tell me what you think about this. Like, mm-hmm. what's your opinion? And like in the past, I, I've heard harsh stuff, and I, like it bumps me now. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe this wasn't so good. <laughs> then, yeah, but then like I, I suck. <laughs> yeah, but then I keep keep on working on that. Like yeah. I keep uh, practicing, and then I'm like, this is a new comic book. What do you think about this? And then I started hearing less and less criticism. Like, I like this one. Oh, um, there is this guy uh, on Reddit. I I shared a comic book. He was like, oh, you're this guy that shared that comic on Facebook. Like, I read that. It was amazing. I can't can't wait to read the other chapters. And I was like, oh, okay. So I don't know you. I don't even know mm-hmm. your actual name because you have exactly. like, like like a nickname i don't mm-hmm. even know your actual name mm-hmm. you, you can you can wait to keep on reading so that must mean something i guess and and, it, and this is also for the creators out there that has a team and you are the tip of the spear of that team the head guy um a few times tony will definitely does to tell me like Vic, you're wrong and this should stay here and mm-hmm. uh, specifically uh, I was seeing you um, the first uh, 12 pages of the comic, uh, but is there, there's a line in there in the beginning. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but that, that was the editor, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but still, but still, there was a line in there in the beginning and I was extremely opposed to it. And then Gus was like, no, keep it, trust me, keep it. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna calm down for like a day because I did not like it at all. <laughs> yeah. I sent it to like five other people one person didn't like it, but four, Larry didn't like it. But the other four people were like, no, nah, dude, keep it, keep it, keep it. And then since I've been sending it to uh, different Facebook groups and showing it to different people, and they're, and they're like, yeah, that's like, there that's was a no nice introduction to the world. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice introduction. That, to that's, the actually, that's actually um, the, 
another member of her, of her team. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he's from El Salvador, uh, another country in Central America. Mm -hmm. I know this guy, he, his name is Fernando Iglesias Melendez. He, I asked him to work as an editor because like he studied to um, create scripts, movie scripts. And I was like, a movie script is not different from a comic book script. So can you help us with this? And mm -hmm. he started adding so, some more cool stuff, like cool words. We eventually uh, credit, credited him as a third writer of mm -hmm. the, because like he changed some words and verbiage. Yeah. And he added that that line that because yeah. he didn't like was like some other people. Did. I still don't like it. To be honest, everybody else <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I, I don't know. People like Eddie stuff, you know. But yeah. So that's our fourth member for this issue. Um, and he added some cool stuff. So yeah. um, just don't stop at the first criticism. Like keep on yeah. keep on searching. Like maybe like they all might be destructive criticism quote-unquote destructive but that might help you to oh so maybe i'm not doing this right maybe i'm not doing the lettering mm -hmm. right maybe i need to change the font maybe I need exactly to exactly a specific character does not look good on that position maybe i need to change that maybe the mm -hmm. panel distribution is really quiet there so mm -hmm. it all works this panel don't look as busy like it should. You know, exactly. Like, so, let's, so let's go let's add more to it. Let's do X, Y, and Z. And like I said, if you're the head guy of your team or even you're just a member of your team, don't take take that criticism and fix it if it needs to be fixed. And if it don't and you want to stick to your guns, stick to your guns. Mm -hmm. You know, but listen to your team. Create a good environment. Okay. Um, well, my last question for you two is, what is your idea of success? And I ask that because if you're not making money or have regular paychecks, like a full-time job, you're mm -hmm. not successful. That's what a lot of us are led to believe. So we put our dreams on the back burner or give it up altogether. Um, the, we may be hesitant or doubtful about pursuing this career path because it's highly competitive and highly mm -hmm. intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, for me, just speaking for me, I would love to knock this out the park love it right but success to me that i have something that i'm immortalized now i have my name book that's going to be here past me past my son past my grandkids it's going to be past me i have something here now that i will be forever remembered by to in the year 2198 gonna be some kid that's pick up a street running book for the first time like yo this not we still driving cars like why is this just like they're not flying yeah, pro, pro. <laughs> like, what is he talking about yeah probably you know? yeah well, to me, I consider myself already successful because like, since I was a kid, I was like, I wanna create comic books. Like, I wanna do that. Like, I don't see myself doing anything else. And yeah, of course I went to school and became a graphic designer, like to have like a regular paycheck, as you said, but like my end goal was always to create comic books. And I already did, like I self published one last year, but and now I'm, I kept on doing this, like kept on working with street runners, like in a more professional way with a team, like a co-writer, an editor, we have like an illustrator. So I already think I did it. Like if, if my five-year-old, my eight-year-old would get to see me doing what I'm doing right now, like 20 years ago, I'm 26, by the way, um, he, he'd be like, you actually did it. Like mm -hmm. I've been saying this for years, but you actually did accomplish 
my dream. That's what my yeah. younger self would say. So I, I think I'm already successful mm. regarding that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that was my last question. But is there anything else either of you wanted to push for? Um. Sea runners, maybe discuss more about the rewards for backers or oh. any other aspect of the project you, we didn't talk about. You probably could say it better to me, Gus. So you can say your piece. Well, um, we're really excited about the, the Kickstarter, you know, like we have some cool stuff there, like and we have the main, well, you can get the digital cover, like the digital copy, like even though if you pledge only $1, like as, as, as little as $1, you're still going to get like the first six pages, like as a thank you for believing in us, but you can get the whole digital copy. Then like the, the cool, cooler stuff, like you're gonna get like the physical copy. And I cannot wait to have my hands on the physical copy. But you, we also have like variant covers, like the green cover, the red cover looks amazing. Yeah, yes. I like the red cover. <laughs> yeah. See, we, I told you. We we'll the best one. We'll do. <laughs> but we also have like interesting stuff, like to be part of the motorcycle club like you can have you can have like dog tags like you can mm. have like a t-shirt with a with a fake with a patch yeah mm. with a patch like because in real life it would be embroidered in, le in leather right but like mm. it's a t-shirt mm. um you can have like um a hoodie like that's like our beer biggest tier like we're also planning as of right now like what's it gonna be like with the Stretch balls. We, we're pl planning a raffle like once we get to a certain amount amount of backers we're gonna raffle between five ra random backers like a backpack a, a hat and and a face mask with the logo mm. and everything like mm. like it's it's really cool it, I, I don't say this just because i'm the co-creator <laughs> but it's it's really interesting because like since we did like a scouting mission, like we started studying other different Kickstarters, mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, they're, they're giving this, this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I have never seen like this tier. This I, I, I have never seen that. I, have, I haven't either. Or like, there's also a, a tier, like if you have like a comic book shop and you wanna order like for retail a certain amount of, of comic books, you can get like, you can get like eight physical copies of the main cover, then you're gonna get like a red variant cover, a green variant cover. So we 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 have like think we think of everybody like oh maybe this guy has a local store that supports indie comics, or maybe this guy just wants like a single copy like. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, we thought we thought about everybody, you know. Um but yeah, like I really wanted to touch up on that that raffle. The raffle, uh, it's live right now. Only thing you have to do is just uh, to be eligible for the raffle. You have to share on I, two out of the three of the main social media people are on, so Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you also got to follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you're eligible. And then uh, by the uh, end of the campaign i would for the i would pick seven the seven seven oh. random people yeah i'll pick seven random people and you will get the backpack the face mask and uh in the hat yep 
so it's pretty nice you know just for like just to share and like some stuff that that's a good deal if you ask me yeah. oh yeah you gotta be a backer too you just can't oh, yeah you just can't do it. <laughs> you gotta, that's, that's gotta like the, main, the main thing yeah yep yeah all right. Um, well, thank you again to the creator and lead narrative writer, Victor Farr, alongside co-writer and letterer, Gustavo Soria of Street Runners issue number one for discussing their project with me. I highly encourage our listeners to back this project if they can. The project's Kickstarter will be linked in this episode's details alongside any other social media to our listeners to follow along with. Again, I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdboard Podcast. Thank you. Bye.